Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. It's in the month of October, so it's the spooky episodes of Weird World Podcast. My name is Carrie. I'm Emma. I'm Dean. And, and Dean's, gonna, right. Dean's gonna spook us. Is, is that the problem? Are you gonna spook us? I, I guess. I don't <laughs> feel like that word is being used right, but I, I'll try. So look, look it up, Dean. I guess I guess so. So we are continuing our Halloween episodes here because it's October, the month of Halloween, probably the best holiday of the year. Carrie, yeah. agreed? Everybody? Yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about a legend. Many of you will have heard of this. Certainly anybody who lives in the, mm, the mid-Atlantic states of the United States have probably heard of this. Which if we you, do not. We do not. But if you don't and you haven't heard of this, I think you're in for a treat. And if you have... You're in for a trick. I suppose. Wow. That was good. <laughs> Not this year, 2020. We start in Fairfax County, Virginia. <laughs> I have no idea what she meant by that. No trick-or-treating. Oh, okay. Got it. She started, we start in Fairfax County, Virginia. This is now part of the Washington, D.C. Metroplex, that sprawling urban and suburban area that with over 6 million people these days. Reaches well into southern Maryland, northern Virginia, and even eastern West Virginia. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Eastern West Virginia. That yes, Eastern weird. West Virginia. By about 1900 or so, though, so this takes place, starts out almost 120 years ago, it had a population of less than 20,000. It was largely, you know, wooded, rural kind of a landscape. Even now, the parts of it are, are pretty rural. Okay? But back then, it was not a big population center. And there's an area around Colchester Road near the town of Clifton, where our story is going to take place. That is still fairly rural, but there's houses out there. Just set in the scene, set in the geography. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Got it so far? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. Still, as folks did move in to Fairfax County, they became unhappy with something that was in their midst. It was an insane asylum. Dun-dun-dun. <gasps> Happens there. Never good things. Is it, it not. was it currently being used? Yes. Asylum? Okay. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't have bothered them so much. It was, it was bothering Are you folks. kidding? Well, no, I'm not. I'm completely serious. Because, <laughs> you know. An unused insane asylum would bother the townspeople. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a great place for, um, you know, ghost hunters to go and exactly. pretend to be scared and yeah. get a, a reading on their They're little super fake spooky. instruments. Okay. Well, it was being used. So there were mentally deranged folks in there, including many you're violent. You, you're using I don't know what the right word. What's the right <laughs> phrase? Mentally ill? No. What is so, it? I don't know. Just patience would work. Well, we know what kind of there are some violent folks in but there. That's called criminally insane. Criminally insane. There we go. The asylum was near Clifton, and as I mentioned, it was filled with some dangerous people. So they reasoned, reasoned we don't want that in and near our families. So they started a petition, and they got the insane asylum near Clifton shut down. That's hmm. mean. Well, they were... That's just nimbyism. It's it absolutely go somewhere. Was. It was 1900 nimbyism. Yeah. So What does nimbyism mean? Not in my backyard. Oh. It's like, once you live there, I don't want anyone else to move in. <laughs> I like a rural bucolic setting. That's why or, I moved yeah. here mm. and increased the population. I, I'm guilty. Yes, you are. You're a son of a bitch. But so. I wouldn't... I mean, never mind. No, you know what, Carrie? Well said. Well said. So, I bu- didn't. I didn't want the Walmart. I'm gonna. Well, go no do one it. wants a Walmart near them, Carrie. Well, that's not nimbyism. Did. That's common sense. Thank you. So, a new facility 
Uh, by the way, sponsor us, Walmart. <laughs> I don't know your slogan, but... There's a new facility was built at Lorton Prison, and this was going to open, and all those mentally damaged inmates from the asylum were, were going to be transferred there. <laughs> I think that's fair. Mentally damaged, Dean? I've got lots of improper and not yeah. PC descriptions. So then we're gonna have buckle to... up, because there's more. Oh, God. So they thought, okay, we're going to move all our folks from these mentally impaired psychotic killers. We're going to move them from the insane asylum into this new uh, wing at Lorton Prison. Everything's going to be great. Our world's going to be fine for sure. There's nothing that's going to happen bad that's going to happen here, okay? This is in the fall of 1904. The new prison was finished. So all of the inmates from the Clifton Asylum were loaded onto 15 transport buses to be taken to Lorton. It's a 12-mile trip along narrow roads that weave through this rugged, wooded country. So again, nothing bad is going to happen. <laughs> Ever. Maybe it was rainy. For mm. sure it was dark on that mm. night. And you got to do this at night, obviously. So the driver of one of the transport buses, he swerves to avoid something on the road. Probably, let's, let's say a black cat. Black cat <laughs> of course. races across the road. He swerves to avoid it. The bus careens out of control and it flips over and it smashes into the trees along the side of that narrow, winding road. Oh, no. Are you worried? Y- uh, yeah. You should be. <laughs> the driver... And most of the inmates in that bus are killed at the scene. Oh, no. See? Most. Most. <gasps> Some of the inmates, folks later would say about 10 or so, emerged from the bus and they raced out into the forest. It's like, sure we're out of here. It's yep. our chance to escape. Right. It's all it's very fugitive-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 10 Harrison Fords, but also insane. <laughs> and they all have their arm. Wait, he had his arm. It was the other guy who didn't have his arm. I don't remember. So at dawn, I'm confused. The, the fugitive, he was chasing the one-armed man? Or, yeah, because uh, yeah. he thought the one-armed man actually killed his wife. Got it. So Is the fugitive the movie where they like trick him into thinking he's like did something bad? Like he thinks his neighbors did something bad? Or is that a different movie? That's I, a different movie. Oh, okay. is it? Mm-hmm. What was that? That sounds good. Ah, fuck, I want to see I that know. movie. I don't know what that movie It was a movie where like, the, I forget... Maybe it was like Jeff Bridges or something like that, but mm. an actor that looks, you know, like like Harrison Ford because Jeff old, Bridges is old white guy. Old white guy. <laughs> they all look alike. <laughs> yeah, he thinks his neighbors are like responsible for like the like the Oklahoma City bombing had just happened. So oh. He thinks his neighbors are terrorists and they're gonna like I, perform a bombing. And basically, he's like gaslit to thinking he's crazy and blah blah blah. I vaguely know what you're talking about. I can't think of the I, details. I didn't see it, but I think I have a vague idea. Yeah. Hey, listeners. Uh, tell Emma what the hell she's talking about, please. <laughs> right Let me in. know what movie I'm talking about. Yeah, because otherwise it'll bug her. Please. So some of these inmates escape into the forest. At dawn, the police swarm the countryside. They get, I don't know, probably a posse, and they go out searching for these dangerous, violently insane escapees. <gasps> Within a day or so, most of the inmates are recaptured. Oh. Oh. M- most <laughs> of the inmates the hunt goes on for weeks, but finally the authorities give up looking for two escapees that they have not located, Marcus A. Walster and Douglas J. Griffin, G-R-I-F-O-N, if you want to look it up. They announced they must have died in those rugged hills, or, hey, they left, so it's not our problem anymore. <laughs> That's great. Either way, they give up the search. Did they notify surrounding authorities? 
Probably not. By carrier pigeon or telegraph. No, it's just 1904, so they had phones. I don't think so. <laughs> this is rural Virginia. They don't care. Are they in our county? No. Done. Mm-hmm. They do the little the Vegas dealer, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the visual there for our listeners. So soon, though, the locals in the area began to notice signs that maybe the woods were not quite so safe after all. Hunters and others who are walking through the woods, I, I don't know. We Hikers? Probably not. They didn't really... Hi- when was hiking invented? As a thing. You know, where I just want to go hiking. A thousand that was years not a ago. Th- I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. You went, you went to get food or to go to a new town or something like that. You didn't just go... You know, I just feel like walking in the forest today. I don't think... I think that's like 1964, <laughs> I'm going to say. Or maybe John Muir invented it. I don't know, but... Yeah, I disagree with you. Okay. Carrie takes things very seriously. So hunters (laughs) and other folks in the woods, they began to notice rabbit carcasses being left along trails and found in the forest. Some of these carcasses were mutilated. Some were dismembered completely. Some were skinned, and some were Mm half-eaten. They also found random rabbit parts in different places throughout the forest. Like you're just walking along, you see a Mm. raw rabbit leg leg. Laying there, gross. That would not be good. I mean, you'd you know, you'd give it a sniff. Is it still good? And you'd take it home and eat it. But otherwise, actually, I swear to God, probably 1984 in rural Virginia, lots of people would say, oh, "Hey, look, lunch." I'm almost positive. The weird thing is that many of the skinned, half-eaten bodies were left hanging from branches, like from twine or rope. That oh, means like somebody was coming back for it. Are. Well, maybe, but for sure, it means this was a person doing this, not an animal. Yeah. So, thanks for missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we already just. Well, yeah, we that. can. If you're, Since if you know. don't think that connection, you just, you know, you think everything's safe, and all of a sudden you start seeing random dismembered rabbits, you're not going to go right to person, but they're tied up in the trees, left hanging. That says person. Yeah, but animals aren't going to leave. Edible parts around. Oh, you never know. What if it's a very finicky animal? Then it's dead. Okay. Animals can't afford to be finicky, Dean. Yeah, I guess you're right. Colchester Road is right in the middle of where this was happening. It's an underpass with a rail line over it, about two and a half miles north of the town of Clifton, where the insane asylum was. So think it's like a cement way and we'll have pictures on the website and on instagram place like that it was plenty of pictures it still exists <laughs> and assuming it was in the same rough physical shape in 1904 over 100 years ago it's like a cement it's like a tunnel it's a pedestrian tunnel that goes under a or no i guess it is for cars but it's very narrow and it goes under a rail line and so they have like it's not like a, you'll hear the word bridge a lot in this but it's not like a traditional, like a like a you know suspension bridge or something like that. Or it's yeah. basically an embankment with a hole dug through it and a rail line over it. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll, we'll we'll show you some pictures. Take a look at those. Weeks after the search had begin, given up, a pedestrian noticed something hanging beneath the rail overpass at Col- on Colchester Road. As he got closer to the figure, he saw that it was a person. He went a little closer still, and there was something in the hand of this person held tight in a death grip. It was a primitive knife, a sharpened rock that was sort of melded and tied into the, a, a handle that was fashioned from a tree branch. So it was like a makeshift knife in this person's hand who was hung from the overpass. The man was mutilated 
He was sliced up like one of those dead rabbits they've been finding all over the woods. Oh, my goodness. But there was something else. A note had been pinned to the corpse's foot. The man tried to read it as the body is, I suppose, swinging in the breeze or something like that. He, got, he had to get really close, and he, he was able to read the note, and it said, you'll never find me no matter how hard you try, exclamation point. <gasps> and it was signed, The Bunny Man. The Bunny Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. The man killing all those bunnies. Yep. The body? <laughs> is this where the name of the band comes from? Echo and the Bunny Man? Yeah. Very unlikely oh. for this English punk Band from the 1980s. Oh, and 90s. Probably not. <laughs> they're English. Probably not. Wait, are you they English? Never know. Check it. Look it up for I me. I don't know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not Adam Sabah. I, I think they no are. Uh, yeah, I think they are Scottish. The body, you ask? Whose body was that? Whose? Do you remember the two escapees that escaped? Yes. Marcus A. Walster oh. was hung and slid up underneath the Colchester overpass. So the other one is still. That meant that Douglas Griffin was still out there. And that meant that Douglas Griffin was the bunny man. <gasps> yeah, they're British from Liverpool. Liverpool. The, the prime suspect, or they thought yep. he's for sure the bunny man. I think they were pretty sure. I mean, there's two yeah. mm-hmm. insane people in the woods. You find one dead. You figure that's the last one left. That's the other guy doing it. So Griffin, though, he wasn't through with the people of Fairfax, Fairfax County. More half-eaten rabbit bodies were found hanging from, let's say, elm trees. I looked it up and I looked in like on Street View on Google and the trees and they're not pines, but I don't really, if it's not a redwood or a pine, I'm stumped. Okay. I'm not completely, I, I can, actually I can identify an oak tree and possibly an aspen. Okay. Maybe not though. Mm. What kind of tree, how many trees can you identify? Let me see. Oh, I can maybe a maple tree because of the leaves. I can identify a Douglas fir Christmas tree. Oh, okay. Good. Good. A good, redwood. Good. Yes. A magnolia. Oh, I can't. I a don't sycamore? know what that looks like. A eucalyptus. A sycamore. Those have. Uh, oh, uh, a weeping willow, possibly. An apple yeah. tree if a it has apple. Apple tree if there are apples in it. Lemon trees. Orange. Lemons, tree. Orange. Yes. Any fruit tree with the fruit fully ripe. Yes. Yeah, I can guess that 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 is it. For but you. like an elm from a. An olive tree, I can. Yes, I good. An olive tree. We've established that. Even without olives. Oh, even without olives. Very impressive. Tree. Very yes. impressive. But an elm, I don't know. Anyway, these are just looking like trees. They look like trees to me. I don't know what kind. Ficus. <laughs> so they find these rabbits again hung from the trees. And because of this and the note that, that was found on the corpse, the locals began to call this guy the bunny man, which is good because that's what he wanted to call himself apparently. So that was nice. So the police start to search all over again, right? He clearly yeah. didn't leave the area. He's alive. He's out there. He's still killing bunnies. He killed his buddy or his fellow escapee. But by April of 1905, so this is probably about what, about six, seven months after the original crash, they, again, just say, you know what? He's either gone or he's dead. We're done here. But still, the locals who lived in the area, they were terrified. Yeah. They had reason to be. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they really did. Halloween night <gasps> that year, 1905, some local mm. teenagers make their way to the now infamous Colchester Overpass. You know, it's where they found a corpse that was mutilated. So. Yeah. They now actually call that the Bunny Man Bridge. Still to this day? Yes, indeed. Wow. In fact, you can go on Google Maps right now and type in Bunny Man Bridge. It'll take you right to it. Really? Yes. And people think it's all cute, and they take their kids at Easter time uh, to find all the bunnies. Easter time to find the bunnies. I don't think you understand what happens to the Bunny Man Bridge <laughs> or why. Well, it's that's what I'm saying. It's probably lost. It's right? We'll, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> so something horrible happened that night, but 
of Halloween, 1905, but yeah. no one knows quite what. The details have been lost. Three of these teens that went out there in that October, on Halloween night of 1905, were found near the bridge the next day. Their throats slit. Uh-oh. Their bodies sliced and gutted just like Walsters. Ew. Are just like those dead bunnies people who were still finding all around the forest. So he's still oh yeah, living in the woods, right? He's there. He's living in the woods and he's wreaking his vengeance on anyone who wow. messes with him. I don't know. Goes near, goes near the bridge where he yeah. buried Marcus uh, or hung Marcus. In some versions of this story, Walster was found hanging from a tree that was near the overpass, but not actually from the bridge itself. The story goes that shortly after this happened, these teens, I guess, the police were finally able to track Griffin and chase him back to the bridge. He's trapped. Griffin tries to escape by uh, running up the embankment, and he, he climbs up and he leaps onto the rail line. As luck would have it, or his bad luck would have it, right at this instant, a train, train comes it. screaming by the line and just smashes into Gri- Griffin, just turning him into pulp. Oh, no. Or did it? <gasps> because when the train passed, the police hear a maniacal laugh echoing through the forest. Oh, my God. There's no report whether they found a body or if they even tried because they just figured, oh, it's just, you know, jam on the rail line. I don't know, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, no. What, now you know yeah. what? They would go look for a body. <laughs> well, we don't know. It's lost to history. But yeah. again, again, though, they, they figure, okay, well, he just got killed by a train. The bunny so man's good. dead and gone. We're good again. It's the third time of, decor- of victory. Mm-hmm. It's a, kind of a, kind of a uh, Trump with the coronavirus. <laughs> but, but they would later check the records, because they didn't think they did this in the months before leading up to this, and we find that Griffin had been institutionalized for murdering his entire family on Easter oh, oh. Sunday. <gasps> the bunny man. Get it? Yeah, Easter has to do with bunnies for our listeners who don't celebrate <laughs> Easter. <laughs> Thank you for that. I didn't think to, uh, to mention that. That's true. <laughs> Easter, and Easter, the day commemorated as Jesus rising from the dead after three days mm-hmm. of being crucified, is now associated with cute little bunny and pastel dyed eggs. Yes. Makes sense. And, and children finding Lots of eggs. Candy. Yes. And peeps. Yes. It, it actually it ties together. Yeah. Uh, Jesus was a big fan of bunnies. Yeah, he loved so. them. Favorite animal. So still parents continue to tell their kids to stay out of the forest especially on Halloween night, because they weren't taking any chances. I don't blame them. But kids are going to be kids, right? Of course. Which translates into kids are going to be stupid. Yes. So the very next Halloween, 1906, seven teenagers head out for Bunny Man Bridge. <gasps> they have some fun. Let's say they had some moonshine. I'm assuming this is rural Virginia. So in 1906, they probably have moonshine. Someone, though, was kind enough to think to bring a battery-powered blender. So they had some delicious macadamia chichis, as was the fashion of the time. <laughs> I assume they had some various daiquiris, maybe some bee's knees. They heated the honey-based simple syrup over the campfire. Maybe they had some cosmopolitans, possibly some orange blossoms, a lot of vodka martinis. This is okay. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of vodka martinis. A lot Those of were vodka. really popular. Remember when I did buy a battery-operated blender? Yes. For camping. I did remember that. It didn't work with a it shit. It didn't work at all. No, it didn't really crush ice. Uh-huh. It more just chipped ice mm. lightly along the <laughs> edges. <laughs> it was not good. One of the revelers was a girl named Adrian Hatala. She had been persuaded to come out that night to the bridge by a friend. Let's oh. say her name was Brenda Saint-Germain. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
Brenda was the one who thought to bring the blender, by the way, so she was nice. Anyway, Adrian did not like the whole idea, so she was really scared, so she was the, the smart one. When they got out there, all the kids sat around right there on the bridge drinking their blended mixed drinks. <laughs> and, um, but Adrian, no, no, no. Adrian like kind of slinked away and took her, I don't I think know. think slunk. She slunk? She slunked away? <laughs> she I don't think it's slunked. Away. Past slunk. tense? She slunked Past away. Past tense, Gary. I'm going to go know. slinked. She scurried. <laughs> she crab walked. Scurried work. Anyway. She left the group there. She snuck <laughs> away from the group. Or did she sneak away? I don't fucking care she anymore. She snuck away. I ruined it. I'm stopping. <laughs> See, she went out and she sat separate from them and sort of hunkered down in the trees, afraid to be near, too near the bridge where the other her that friends were. That would have been me. But close enough so she could watch. <laughs> she could, Absolutely. Absolutely. Close enough so she could watch and have fun. And she probably, and she probably needed occasion to come back for a cocktail. I mean, unless she's a teenager. So she was close enough, though, that she saw a dim light coming toward the group from the blackness of the woods around them. Sometime around midnight, the light flashed, bright, <gasps> blinding. Adrian fell back. She was blinded for a second. <laughs> what? Is she laughing at my, at my flailing arms? No, here? the light made her fall back. Well, she's probably like, oh! And she, and she had like a little <laughs> lawn chair or something like that. She probably, you know, let's just assume. So anyway, at least, uh, how, did, how about she's just blinded for a, a, a few seconds, okay. right? Blinded by the light. So in those few seconds where she couldn't see what was happening, she hears her friends screaming, shrieking in agony and fear. She finally gets up and she runs toward her friends. It had been maybe seconds since she saw the blinding flash of light and heard the screams, but that was enough time for the bunny man. All of Adrian's friends were hanging beneath the bridge, sliced and gutted, just like those three teenagers okay. the year before. Carrie. Then the bunny man's superhuman. Remember, the he, bunny man's been, been killed by a train, so let's just think about it. Just bear with me, okay. Carrie. Don't question it. Just go with it, okay. Dora. <laughs> so Brenda, dead, hanging there, mm -hmm. she still clutched the blender in her hand. A red <laughs> strawberry margarita spilled over her savage midsection, oozing into her liver. <laughs> Oozing into her liver. I'm, am I embellishing? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Adrian ran for help and was taken to the police station to tell her story. Sadly, though, they did not believe her. Oh, gee. Mm -mm. Well, but the bodies were there. Uh, uh, yeah, they were there. So eventually, oh, Adrian was no. charged for the murder of her six friends. Well, that's no way. She was found insane. How could she possibly have done that? And she spent the rest of her terrified life in a mental oh institution. Oh, my God. Is that for real? Name? Brenda Hatala. That's for real? Adrian. Yeah, this is all for real. Adrian Hatala. <laughs> Adrian, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're Adrian Hatala. Ugh. She spent Poor the rest Adrian. of her life. I am very sad. I'm going to get her exonerated posthumously. Oh, that Posh. is very kind of you. How do you Start know with Ancestry.com. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> Carrie's going to find her way to Ancestry.com. She thinks she it solves everything. <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, and then uh, web, web gen, what's it called? The DNA thing? 23andMe? No. Gedmatch. Gedmatch. Or Gedmatch, I'm not sure. Gedmatch, Gedmatch, slash Gedmatch, and, and Ancestry.com, and then give a call to everybody's, uh, Paul Holes. He'll fix it. But I, even I, that. I, okay. I prefer Billy Jensen. Who? Billy Jensen. I don't know who that is. I'll take your word for it, though. He does podcasts with Paul Holes. Oh, okay. And you're, you don't like Paul Holes? No, I like balls, but she just prefers Billy Jensen. Okay, all right, all right, okay, good. Why don't you write him? Why don't you date him? Why don't you marry him? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's married. <laughs> Even that was not the end of the Bunny Man, though. He claimed more victims in 1913, 
1949, and even in 1976. Well, what? When several teenagers were found hanging under the bridge that bore his name. Always the victims were mutilated like the dead rabbits he still left to be found in the forest. Wow, so did it stop after 1976? Oh, we'll find out, won't we? During this three-quarter so. century... <laughs> You're what? just not going to answer any questions whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I will eventually. Okay, continue. During this three-quarter reign, three-quarter century reign of terror, the bunny man began to take on his namesake in a more concrete way. Mm. Because people began to spot something big and white racing through the forest at times. Those who got a good look at it swore it was a man in a full-size bunny suit. Floppy ears and fluffy fake fur and all. What? Yes. But this costume character carried an axe with him. This is mass hysteria. Sometimes he was seen carrying a long, menacing knife. But over the years, people started seeing a man in a bunny suit carrying an axe or a knife, and they still would find sliced up half-eaten rabbits in the forest. Oh, my God. The bunny man was still hurting people as late as 1987. That year, Janet Charlatier, I didn't make that one up, was out with four friends on, of course, Halloween night. Of course. They naturally made their way over to Colchester Overpass, is locally famous, swapping scary stories between sips of Bottles and James wine coolers and Booms Farm strawberry wine, I'm assuming, and maybe even some mixing in some Zimas. It's 1987. Hill. Pardon? Booms Farm Strawberry Hill. Strawberry Hill. So Carrie knows that from personal yes. experience. Uh-huh. She had a lot of it. <laughs> Let's just say I had to hold her hair up at one point. Did you? Sure, probably. I'm actually no. She was on her own. <laughs> I don't like vomit. So. We drank uh, Boone's Farm Tickle Pink. Tickle, Tickle Pink. Pink. What was the flavor of that? I don't know. Pink. But the flavor it was pink. of pink. Yeah. Okay. Pink they had strawberry. Strawberry they Hill. Strawberry okay, Hill. Yeah. They had everything, didn't they? they were, okay. But for some reason, we probably liked the name Tickle Pink. You probably better. did. They liked every, they, Boone's Farm had everything except uh, grape, I believe. Uh, <laughs> other than that, right around midnight, Janet and her friends saw a blinding flash of light under the bridge. Janet claimed she felt something sharp slide across her chest. <gasps> and she, she thought she'd been cut. They knew all about the legend. Yeah. So they thought something, something cut her across her chest. So panicked, she rose up and started to flee, but she slammed into something hanging under the bridge. She thought, oh my God, it's a body. She Again, the legend told her that. Yeah. She fell to the ground and in doing so, she knocked herself unconscious. Oh, Janet. She came to just moments later, and she found her head was a little bloody from the when she hit her head, but she was otherwise just fine. Except her hair, every last strand of her hair had turned a ghostly white. <laughs> that can happen. It sure and it did to Janet. I don't understand it. Science does not. Actually, it probably does, but I didn't mean yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, you hear about it. I I'm, heard it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. I might have to research it, but how does the melanin that's already in like the ends of your hair change color? Spookiness, terror, huh. scariosity. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I buy it, but it's good for stories. It's great for stories, and it's great for uh, the classic song. One last incident is worth mentioning about the bunny man. When a witness saw a man roaming the area around Bunny Man Bridge, in a rabbit suit with an axe, they called the police, naturally. The police came out, but they didn't find the man. Later, though, a man called the police station, and he said that 
people had been like messing up his property. They'd been dumping tree stumps and other things on his property. And he was pissed. And he told them they should meet him out there by the overpass that night. And they could talk over the situation and make it right. Well, that's just a terrible idea. Well, the police took this as a threat. Maybe yeah. like they're trying to lure someone out yeah, there. Yeah. Right? So they went out there and they staked out the area, you know, hopefully not being seen. But no bunny man, axe or not, showed up that night. Mm. There were other reports of a man in a rabbit costume seen in the area around the same time, but nothing came of it. Finally, the lead investigator, he said, you know what? Most of these reports have been by kids, by teenagers. We haven't seen anything concrete. I, you know, he said basically that we considered the case inactive. Mm. And they more or less dropped yeah. it. Yeah. But today, the bunny man still lives, at least in the mind of local teens who each year head out to the overpass on Halloween night. And they know the warning. If they are caught out there by the bunny man, he's going to kill them, gut them, and he's going to leave their bodies hanging from the bridge. So now, obviously now the bunny man is some kind of a spirit, but he's just as deadly. Yeah, spirits are scary. Yeah, damn right they are. Oh, yeah. Spirits are scary. Oh, yeah. Spirits are scary. (laughs) It is said you will see the bunny man as a dim light in the dark, but then there'll be that blinding flash, and that's it. It's going to be the last thing you ever see. If you see that, you're a dead man because the bunny man. Heavy duty batteries to last. Um, He's a spirit carry, yes. So it's not batteries. He makes his own light. Uh, Is that what you're saying? He is bioluminescent, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. He is dead by <laughs> The bunny man will kill anyone he catches in seconds. As recently as 2001, six dead and mutilated rabbits were found in the area. So he's still at it. Does the bunny man still live today? Do you want to find out? Yes. I do too, yes. actually. I kind of want to go there. <laughs> it's supposed to be quite, like the last few years, they, they have actually had to close it down, close off the air, because it's dangerous. It is a semi-rural, so a dark, winding kind yeah. of a road. And again, it's, it's an active rail line. Like 90 trains per week go over that rail line. Oh, really? So stay the hell away from it. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, don't go up there. Go there, go there now. No. <laughs> I, I would like to go there. I'll, I'll stay off the, I'm not going to step on the wet rail Add tracks. It to the list if you don't go places. on the, the rail line, you're not going to get hit by a train, so I'm not that dumb, but I would, lo- I would love to go there. We can go visit Mothman. It's not that far. Yeah. Yeah. I Again, do want to visit. Lots of things to visit in that area. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. There are. So was and is there a real bunny man? No. Where did the legend come from? It turns out there actually might be two actual real incidents that gave rise to the legend. Real events involving real people, and one of them was apparently a grown-ass man in a bunny suit. Listen up. It was 1970, not 1904. October 19th, 1970 to be exact. So, Carrie, start your timeline. <laughs> actually, I'm going to give you two dates, so don't bother with it. Okay. There's a U.S. Air Force Academy cadet named Robert Bennett. I, I think he was like home on break. He was from the area. He was home on a break from the Air Force Academy in Colorado, and he was on a date with his fiancée. They went to a football game, and then they went to visit some relatives of Bennett's afterward. They parked along an empty lot across from the Bennett's, his relative's house, on the 5400 block of Guinea Road in Burke, Virginia. This is about seven, eight miles from the Bunny Man Bridge over in Clifton. What year is this again? 1970. 70. Oh, that's right. October 19th. 19th. Look at you. Look at you. You got your timeline? I don't see anything you writing utensils there. It's right here. Oh, your timeline. Oh, I see. In my brain. All right. For our listeners, she's pointing to her hip. It's embarrassing. <laughs> they sat in the front seat to talk. To talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably world events, current events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least that's what they'd 
they let her say. The Vietnam, Vietnam War. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> he was a cadet. They left the motor running for their little chat when they noticed there was someone or something moving around behind their car. They lost track of the person as they talked, mm. but then suddenly the front passenger window shattered. Oh, whoa. Just shattered. A man, and then a man in some kind of a white costume stood nearby. So you look at this shattered window, and you see this guy in some kind of a white costume, and he angrily screeched, you're on private property, and I have your tag number. Robert and his fiancée got the hell out of there. Good for that. They took off, and they drove for the police station in town. On their way there, I guess probably the fiancée looks down at the floorboard, and she notices something there. It's a hatchet. So that guy in the white costume had thrown a hatchet through the passenger window. Good Lord. At the police station, Bennett, who, again, I... Good I, thing I, she, her head was down. <laughs> oh, my God. Carrie playing the room blue. Mom. Damn. Wow. Maybe she was probably resting it on his shoulder while they talked Shoulders about the Vietnam War. Meant. And also, good thing she didn't have a bite reflex for sudden noises. That's even, that would have been much worse. Oh, my God. So Bennett gets to the police department. He says... I mean, again, I, I want to point out that I'm pretty sure Bennett was from the local area, so take that for what, what you th- might think. He tells the police he thought the man was wearing an adult-sized white bunny suit. Yep. You're looking confused. The reason I, I point that out is because he would know about the legend if he's from yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, or would he? Anyway, so he says the guy was in a bunny suit. I saw his ears even. His fiance though, was not so sure she said, okay, he was in some kind of white costume, but I don't remember any bunny ears. She thought he was wearing a white capriote. Now, I had to look that up as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, by the way, if she used that word with the police or if the source who wrote this version of it used that word. And by the way, it's misspelled in this source. Whoa. But a capriote is a kind of a peaked conical hat or cap. A.K.A. So a K-K-K. white costume... <laughs> Good one, Carrie. Very good. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah. It's a white costume, a conical peaked hat. I mean, was this bunny man actually a Ku Klux Klansman? Little holes cut out for the eye. I mean, you would think. What area was this again? West Virginia? 1970, rural Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. The costumes are equally ridiculous. Right. A bunny costume or those stupid little row with your your pointy hat. one, One conical peak could look like one ear, and he just. Envision yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or it was a Klansman with bunny ears. That, they're <laughs> Maybe. a comical Klansman. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, 10 days later, on the night of, of October 29th, 1970, Paul Phillips was doing his stint as a security guard at the work site for some new homes being built on Guinea Road, really close by, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the Kings Park West area of Burke. He, so just to, you know, they leave equipment, presumably, so he's there to, to guard stuff during the night or from people messing around with the half-built houses, and he yeah. spotted a man standing on the porch of one of the unfinished homes. He approached the man, and when he got close, Phillips would later swear that the man was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny suit. Gray, black, and white. Yeah. He said that the man was about 5'8", 175 pounds. So and a he, stocky fella. Stocky fella, and he was maybe 20 years old, which means we can infer that his face was exposed, that he didn't have something completely covered in his face. Otherwise, how would you tell age? So this bunny man was holding an axe. So he's on the porch, standing there, with an axe in hand, 
in a bunny suit. And Phillips said, quote, I started talking to him, and that's when he started chopping. So he chopping. Just starts chopping on one of the posts for the porch. Mm-hmm. And mm. so think about that. You're trying to reason. You go up to some guy who's trying to reason with him, and he just starts chopping with that his axe. Would absolutely it's not at all scary. Me. I'd call the police. The man said, so the man doing the chopping said, quote, all you people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you all on the head. Wait, the bunny man said the that? The bunny man said okay. that, yes. One source, by the way, has, has the bunny man saying, if you come any closer, I'll chop off your head, but he didn't. So he said, I'll bust you all on the head. Regardless of what he said, he did this while taking eight vicious hacks onto the porch pole yeah. there. Phillips, being a smart man, turned around, went back to his car, and he got his gun. Oh. Mm. He came back to the house, now with a gun, gun versus axe. We know who wins that. Gun wins. It's like paper scissors. Usually. Or paper rock. And he saw the bunny man fleeing into the surrounding woods, axe still in hand. So I guess both men were smart. So yeah. that started a rash of sightings. That, it lasted weeks. Over 50 incidents were reported of people claiming to see someone in a bunny costume with an axe roaming in the woods and the roads. It was usually couples, often couples in cars, and they would say they were either confronted or they saw some kind of full-size bunny outfit with yeah. an axe in his hand, usually an axe. One person even claimed that the bunny man had, bunny man had eaten their cat, Ew. which implies that he watched him do it, which makes that person a cat hater, and I want nothing to do with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, uh, this guy's eating my cat. I, you know, do something. Go get your cat out of his mouth. To the point where he's actually eating it is probably already dead. Oh, and you still got to go get your cat. The person's Carrie, not. Carrie. So you're a cat hater too? Okay, that's fine. No, but I would want. To I'd go bust him. I'd go mind. bust his head. Eat my cat. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'd call the police. Oh, yeah. I, I suppose. Over the years, I mean, I'm talking all the years now, uh, supposedly 32 people have died under the bridge, either the victims uh, victims of the bunny man when he was a living man or apparently the evil, yeah, evil spirit of some sort in later years. Hmm. One variant of the legend has a teenager in the area putting on a bunny costume and murdering his entire family before hanging himself over the infamous overpass. But that just sounds yeah. like a, you know, yeah. sort of a weird little add-on. So what came first, the Bunny Man legend from 1904 or the two actual real in- incidents in 1970? And by the way, I have a source that cites like Washington Post articles. So those two things really did happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then they both happened. They did both happen. And so... So the 1904 one came first. Did it, Carrie? It turns <laughs> out that the Bunny Man legend of the escaped convict, etc., it first showed up that anyone can track down just after... The two incidents occurred in 1970 mm. with the menacing, axe-wielding you, you bunny clansmen. said it actually occurred. The 1970 incidents occurred, as oh. I said. He said that those had actual sources, so those actually occurred. Yes, that's what so I said. So the question I, was... So one both, of you was listening. You meant, no, one when you. you said both, I thought you meant both the 1970 and the 1904. Um, Emma got it. And for <laughs> listeners, Carrie just double-flipped me off, and I don't think it's fair because I meant the two Be 1970 incidents. I'll bet you... 75% of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, audience, confused. please, all of you email us mm-hmm. no, and I'll tell us a, if you I'll got it or not. I'll put a poll on Oh, that's not Facebook. Okay, well, it needs to be randomly sampled. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that more or less settles it. No one can find any 
you know, 1904, Bunny Man, Insane yeah. Asylum type of stuff before 1970 and, and a little bit after these two incidents in October 1970 occurred. The sightings of the scary Bunny Man after the, the two 1970 events, by the way, it, it just reeks of that classic mass hysteria with 50 mm -hmm. plus people seeing a Bunny Man with an axe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible. There was some guy, crazy guy, who's throwing hatches through windows yeah. and stuff like that and, you know, threatening the security guard. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot. So a lot of that has to be mass hysteria or just, just you know, bandwagoning, just bullshit, just somebody calling it in and just having some fun. Yeah. yeah. It seems like those kind of mass hysteria are at least piling on or inevitable anytime something kind of weird captures a local imagination. Just It just always happens. Like the uh, Mad Gasser of Mattoon in episode <laughs> is a good example. <laughs> I believe I said the words mass hysteria early on in this. You podcast. did indeed. You did indeed. And I, I just I wanted to wait. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that in the second event involving the security guard, he apparently did for sure say that the man was in a rabbit costume. So was his clan outfit in the cleaners, if the first one was a clan outfit and not a, a rabbit costume? Or was the guard was the security guard primed by the first incident where the cadet said, oh, he, he had bunny yeah. ears, and did he maybe, I don't know, was the guy wearing it on the porch wearing something strange on his head, and he misinterpreted it? Because it is, remember, this, and now it was black and white and gray, yeah. and did he misinterpret mm -hmm. something on his head as, as bunny ears and say he was dressed in a, a rabbit costume? I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. I mean, I, presumably it was dark, right? Yes, mm -hmm. it was nighttime, yeah. so I don't know. It's Who interesting, knows? but you do have... One person from the first incident and the only witness from the second incident both saying this person was wearing a bunny costume. Yeah. So that's strange. We know how reliable eyewitness accounts are. That's true. Not very. Have you done? Answer. You haven't done an episode on that yet. You need to get on that with Carrie's criminal justice corner. I know. Carrie. And we know his face was uncovered because the security guard estimated his age. So I, I, I tried. Let me think. I, I was. I thought. Let me see if I can find out are most bunny costumes. Uh, covered face or not covered face? So I Googled bunny costumes just today, <laughs> and I want to note that if you type in the word adult bunny costumes, <laughs> almost all of them are some variation on the Playboy bunny. Yes, Virtually yes, absolutely. In fact, it turns out if you, even if you take out the word adult, there's still almost all a variation <laughs> mm -hmm. on a Playboy bunny. Just because if you that. say bunny, you need to say rabbit. Um, I don't know if I said I. I might have done both. I don't remember. And it also seems wrong to me for Google to show an image of a little girl in a pink bunny costume right next to a obviously a dominatrix with a black ears at the back of her head. That just you need to to, to categorize those results. Google, stop it, stop it. You're wrong. So, alas, the final uh, outcome. What do you think, Bunny Legend, the the original 1904 Bunny Man Legend, real or not? No, no, legend. Absolute urban legend. Turns out it's complete nonsense. Yeah. There is not now and has never been an insane asylum anywhere in Fairfax, Fairfax County, <laughs> Virginia. So that would have been the first thing you looked up, but you didn't. Lorton Prison did exist, but it, didn't, it was not built until 1910, six years after the supposed mm. crash happened. And it doesn't matter because it is part of the, and always has been part of the District of Columbia's corrections system, not the mm. state of Virginia, so they would not have been sending people from a Virginia insane asylum that didn't exist to Lorton Prison then or ever. Buses also, by the way, were not transporting tons of people in 1904. Cars yeah. were barely a thing. Most everyone was on a horse by then. That's another yeah, thing. That's true. Just set it. When you make these mm -hmm. up, people, 
just set it. Just do some common sense test. Have your a couple of friends read it. Yeah. And people, somebody hopefully says, you know what? I don't think they had buses in 1904 making trips across the countryside. That just doesn't make sense. So <laughs> uh, there were no inmates of any sort in Virginia named Douglas Griffin or Marcus Walster, and there are also no court records in the whole state involving those two names. A, a, a librarian named Conley, I want to say, at one of the universities in Virginia or something like that, uh, he, he's done some extensive research on this, and he, he found, so he looked at court records of the whole state and found no Marcus Walster and no Douglas Griffin. And there are no contemporaneous newspaper accounts of what would have been a gigantic story. I mean, this mm-hmm. would have been huge. So, you know, you'd have, there's local newspapers and you'd, you'd have plenty of, of accounts of it. So how did the 1970 incidents mutate into this bunny man, 1904 bunny man? Uh, just, I mean, modern fake yeah, lore. Yeah. I mean, in, in some number of years, the untruthfulness of it will kind of get lost and washed mm-hmm. away and it'll be true folklore eventually. Mm-hmm. The Colchester overpass is about seven miles from Guinea Road where the uh, true incidents occurred. So my guess is this. Some local from the area read about the Guinea Road incidents and he, this person, is from Colchester area. Or he, it was a spooky place for some reason? Or yeah. Probably not even that. Probably he just, so he set the story near where he was in, in Clifton by this, under this, this rail bridge there. He made up, obviously, the, the whole escapee and all that kind of stuff. Just mm-hmm, make, right. make up yeah. a story. It's, it's, a, it's basically a 1970 creepypasta. Yeah, effectively, yeah. and it we just ha- we have them. We have them all over the place. Yeah. yeah, where we live. Yeah, I mean, not Bridges and Bunny Man. No, we had the Pink Lady. But it was the Pink Lady. Tell us about that, Gary. She walked along the, um, you know, the the main street at the end of my residential street where I lived. Uh-huh. There was railroad tracks. Yes. And so the legend was the, and of course around Halloween, mm-hmm. the Pink Lady would be walking along the railroad track tracks mm. and she was a ghost of some sort you know like killed on the tracks or something like that yeah or she was in a car and she got murdered uh, or, or she's know, in a car and it got stopped on the tracks and she's killed yeah. it's always like six variations yeah. like even here you saw there was, like, yeah. there was a couple of variations of this you know so some stories don't like for instance i mentioned how he was supposedly trapped and killed and jumped onto the rail line not all versions have that at all yeah so and not and there was another version about the kid who killed his family on easter or whatever it's just they always tend to, to warp and change over time because people are yeah. making up on the make made up thing. Maybe I'll do a little Facebook survey of my high school friends and ask them if they remember what the they remember about the, the pink lady. The legend of the pink lady. I can't think of anything. Then I grew up. I, I grew up in the mean streets of Long Beach. We didn't have those <laughs> kinds of funny little stories. We're just trying to survive. All right, Carrie, thank <laughs> oh, you, God. thank you, Carrie. We didn't. I don't. Yeah, there was none. Do you have any? Nope. Huh. How about how about when you lived in Garbage Grove? I was in high school by then, almost in high school. Yeah, so. I was in high school when we talked about Oh, yeah? Um, I don't think so. I can't think of any. Hmm. The Bunny Man legend was an inspiration for the Donnie Darko character oh. of Frank. Mm-hmm. He was the, yeah. the mean, Scary looking mutant bunny. looking bunny that guides Donnie through his dark fantasies. The legend was also made into a cheap slasher movie in 2011, I think just called The Bunny Man. And though I have not seen any reference to this in any source I've read, the Bunny Man clearly is an inspiration for the Blair Witch Project. Did you get that sense? Remember mm-hmm. the Blair Witch Project, they find little body parts and other things, totems oh, yeah, and hanging such, from trees. hanging from trees out in yeah. the forest and are scared mm-hmm. shitless. And that was filmed in Maryland. The filmmakers were from Maryland, yeah. just over the border from Virginia. So yeah. I am going to speculate that the Blair Witch filmmakers were at least 
inspired Maybe somewhat a bit, yeah. by it's Bunny very, Man. very, very possible. That's my theory anyway. Yeah. Oof. That is the Bunny Man Killer. And Echo and the Bunny Man, the name? No. Yeah. No, I didn't They think formed so. in 1978, and just because one of their friends came up with a bunch of dumb names, and he said that one was just as stupid as all the others. <laughs> Great band. Saw them live at either the Palace or Palladium in L.A., in the 1980, I don't remember when, but uh, really good band. One of my early faves. Early 80s, probably. Mm, early, mid 80s, actually. I thought it was before me. I saw the, actually, I saw them twice now that I think about it. it one, one was before you, one may have been. <laughs> I, I, I before was they that. met. I don't remember. It's BC. Stop grilling me. BC and AC. Is that before what it is? Carrie and after, after Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, my whole <laughs> life is BC and AC. That's true. That's the, the Bunny Man. Any thoughts? Anything? Should we let them go? Another scare. I hope you were chilled and scared uh, yes, and yeah. terrified. Spooked to the core. And if you have ever been to the Bunny Man Bridge, write us. Tell us yeah. about it. Tell us what you saw. Did you see a dim light? Did you see a bright light? Are you dead? Are you a ghost? I don't know. <laughs> Carrie, tell them where you can find us. Uh, Weird World Podcast on the internet and at gmail.com and on Patreon and Instagram and Facebook. All right. That's all. We'll have another scary story for you in a week. Next week. See you. Bye.